0: Good morning. I'm Alice Dempster, and
1: I'm Claire Kimball.
0: It's Monday, the twenty-second of January. In your Squiz today, sweating through a heatwave, Albanese's cost of living crisis talks, demonores out of the Oz Open, and rating the best chip. This is your Squiz today. Large parts of the country have been sweating through very hot conditions over the weekend. A shout out to anyone listening in Western Australia's Pilbara region, which got close to 50 degrees in some parts. Claire, it goes without saying that it's been a roller coaster of floods and storms over the last couple of months. The Bureau of Meteorology says that won't ease up anytime soon.
1: No, and that's because there are several concurrent climate drivers that are behind these hot and wet and cyclonic conditions, but you don't have to understand the science to know that the conditions have resulted in emergencies in some parts of the country. And in far north Queensland, they're preparing for more rain this week with a storm expected to become a cyclone mid this week and cross the coast between Cairns and Mackay. It's not a cyclone yet, but it's already been given a name, which is Cyclone Kiralee.
0: Yeah, that region is still mopping up after Jasper came through in December, and residents say they're nervous about what Kiralee might bring this week. Claire, it's not the only region where floods are a concern, though. The Top End and Central Northern Territory are also heading towards records being broken.
1: Yeah, so the Defence Force is preparing to help communities there cut off by flooding along the Victoria River, which is closing in on records that were set in 1991. There's 500 kilometres of the Stuart Highway that's been cut off along with rail lines in that region, and that's led to supermarket shelves looking very, bear at the moment in the Northern Territory. Mm. Chief Minister Eva Lawler says that if the road network remains closed, contingencies including alternative transportation methods or routes will be considered. That can mean barging food in from far north Queensland, but if it's dealing with kirali that can be very tricky.
0: And if you're in the parts of Western Oz, South Oz or New South Wales that receive temperatures in the high 30s and 40s, you won't need me to tell you that it was a very hot weekend. The bomb says go a bit carefully this week in those states with high temperatures forecast to persist in many parts. It's not the first time I've said it, and it probably won't be the last, but tensions in the Middle East have worsened over the weekend. For one, Iran has accused Israel of being behind an airstrike on Damascus, the capital of Syria, on Saturday. Iranian officials say that some of their senior military figures were killed in that attack.
1: And those Iranian officials have also promised retaliation. Reports say that Iran is planning to launch attacks using its own forces. That would be quite a departure. On recent times mm. where it's used fighters that it supports in the region. Uh, that's the way it's done these things recently. And to that point, a US air base in western Iraq was hit by heavy fire on Saturday. Officials say that came from Iranian-backed militants. Analysts say that both of those incidents really point to growing volatility in the Middle East.
0: As for the Israel-Hamas war, Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu has restated that his country will maintain security control over the Palestinian territories if and when it defeats Hamas. And that plan goes against what the US and many Western nations want to see, which is a future Palestinian state existing alongside Israel in peace cost of living problems will be front and centre during an emergency meeting in Canberra on Wednesday. PM Anthony Albanese called the caucus meeting. It's to go through some potential solutions, Claire.
1: Yep, their holidays are definitely over. No (laughs) one really knows what those solutions are yet, but it has been reported that the Treasury has been asked to provide ideas that won't add to inflation. And we know it's a pressing issue because last weekend, News Corp published a poll of 1,000 Australians 74% nominated cost of living as their number one priority. And on top of that, more than 80% of respondents said that the Albanese government had failed to tackle it. So it's a bit pressing for the government, particularly because we're heading into the final stretch of the electoral cycle. It's become a very pressing issue for the Albanese government to deal with, particularly after last year where they were accused of spending too much time on things like the voice referendum.
0: And Claire, it's worth mentioning too that after that meeting with his colleagues on Wednesday, Albanese is set to address the National Press Club on Thursday, so we're likely to hear quite a bit from him this week. If you're Australian and you're following the Aussie Open, chances are that you've been rooting for our homegrown hopeful Alex Demonore but, Claire, sadly he was knocked out of the tournament last
1: night. Uh, would have been really great to see him through to the quarterfinals. He was mm. in such great form, but he did lose his match against the fifth seed, Russian, that was Andrei Rublev that happened last night. He had bumped Novak Djokovic out of the prime spot to play that match, so I guess he's gone out <laughs> in a bit of a blaze of glory. <laughs> um, as for who's out of the running at the Aussie Open, women's world number one, Iga Swiatek, she lost against a 90 year old Czech Linda Noskova. that was on Saturday night it was a three-setter and after that match she said that she's going to have to work on stuff to make her feel more comfortable next year and by stuff what she means is the speed of the Aussie open courts they go a bit quick for her
0: And, Claire, aside from the tennis, there was also a big update in the world of swimming over the weekend. Aussie swimmer Mac Horton, who's the 27-year-old Olympic gold medalist and world champion freestyler, says that he's done with competition. He is set to take up a job in advertising, which is quite the career pivot.
1: Yeah, it really is. Spinning (laughs) away.
0: If you've been a fan of snacking on chips while you watch all of that tennis action, listen up, because there's been some very noble analysis conducted of the best chips in Australia.
1: So squizzes might remember that we spoke about this guy who tested all the chocolate. Covered ice creams on a stick that was in the Guardian last year. His name is Nicholas Jordan, and look, he's taken his skills and the skills of his team of twelve reviewers and put it to potato chips, which I think, as you say, a very, very noble cause. (laughs) They went through thirty-five packets of chips from fifteen different brands. They've crowned kettle chips as the winner. I quite like kettle chips. I won't say no to a Mm. kettle chip, but then again, I won't say no to any chips. I'm not particularly discerning. Um, One of the reviewers says, and I really like this, it's what I want to eat when I'm depressed and alone on a Tuesday night. (laughs) It's really a glowing review, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, another glowing review was for Smith's Chips. They were highly commended because they're crunchy, salty, consistent, and affordable. Nothing about being depressed and eating Smiths, so though, Claire. <laughs> the chip that did fall flat, though, was Bert's. It scored two out of ten due to the chip's taste and texture. And, Claire, I believe you think that's a contentious
1: call. I quite like Bert's, but as I said, I'm not that discerning, <laughs> so clearly I'm not. <laughs> Quiz the Day, Claire. Is
0: there anything to note today?
1: Look, it's back to school in Queensland, if you can believe it. The holidays really are over. So best wishes to any squizzers getting their kids off to school today. I know that can be a bit stressful, so good luck to you.
0: Yeah, good luck for the first day back. And that's it for us today. Have a great start to the week and we'll be back with you tomorrow.